Hello! Welcome to another story about the Peters family. We hope you had an enjoyable Labor Day weekend and are ready to listen to this week's story, Pearson's Challenging Day. We here at Whimsy Winds continue to pray that God will use the stories we bring to you for His great name. As we do in almost every story, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title in this week's story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week, since we didn't record a new story because of the holiday weekend, we haven't had a chance to announce the winner from two weeks ago until now. Mary Gold of Concord, California was our winner with her answer of Take My Life and Let It Be from the story Penelope Summer Ends. Nice work, Mary Gold! All right, it's time to dive into this week's story. Are you ready? Here we go. Pearson's Challenging Day. It was only the very first week back to school, and Pearson and his sister Penelope were already hitting their stride. Riding the school bus was always a fun adventure, and though Pearson profoundly missed his best friend Finn Wells, who had moved away, he was grateful that his good friend Todd Hicks also rode the school bus and that they could sit together. School had begun on Monday morning, and it was already Thursday, so everyone seemed to have settled back into the routine of school and homework and managing all of the early chaos that comes with the start of a new year. And as with every year, there were new students to the school, which meant new acquaintances and potential for new friendships. Both Pearson and Penelope had new students in each of their classes, and there were also new teachers to the school, one of whom was Ms. Nogata, the new English teacher who was Pearson and Todd's teacher. Pearson was thankful that his seat assignment was next to Todd. As they sat next to each other in English class, Ms. Nogata announced that there would be a vocabulary quiz the following day. Pearson felt his heart drop upon hearing that news. He was none too excited about taking a vocab quiz in general, but he was most disturbed about taking a vocab quiz the next day. Vocab was not his strong suit. And some of the words for this week were super hard. Plus, teachers usually gave students a good three days to study. Here was Ms. Nogata springing this on them with only one night for studying. It bugged Pearson to no end, and he began to grumble in his heart. But he needed to regroup so he could hear the rest of what Ms. Nogata was saying. Class, I know that you usually have more time to study, but we're just taking this quiz tomorrow so I can have an idea of where you are. It will be for assessment purposes, so there's nothing to panic about. But do go over the word list tonight that we've been studying all week long. The words are from the story that we've been reading this week, so it shouldn't be too difficult. When she paused, several students immediately raised their hands. Ms. Nogata called on each of the students who had their hands raised. Some of the questions indicated that the students hadn't really been listening. What's on the quiz? How many points are on the quiz, Ms. Nogata? What should we study for the quiz? Well, what if I'm sick for the quiz? Pearson could relate to that question, and he was keenly interested in what Ms. Nogata's answer was, because he really did feel sick to his stomach just thinking about the quiz. Oh, it wasn't that he hadn't taken quizzes or tests before, but he wanted to do well, and he didn't think one night of study was enough. Just having one night to study would certainly cause him undue stress. His facial expression mirrored his heart. And anxiety was written all over his face when he glanced over at Todd. He read Todd's lips when he silently mouthed, Dude, stay cool. 
when the bell sounded that English class was over. Ms. Nogata dismissed the class for lunch. Pearson and Todd found a seat together in the cafeteria. Pearson opened his lunchbox and momentarily forgot his troubles when he saw a note from Mama Peters, which read, Pearson, remember to work with all of your heart as working for the Lord. Colossians 3.23 I love you, Mama Peters. Pearson smiled as he pulled out his very favorite, an egg salad sandwich, and super-duper cheesy tortilla chips, sliced apples and carrots with ranch, and two gigantic homemade chocolate chip cookies, one of which he knew was for Todd. Todd gratefully took the cookie from Pearson's outstretched hand. Dude! Mama P is in the house! Mama P was Todd's affectionate nickname for Mama Peters. Unfortunately for Pearson, his stomach began to knot up again when he thought about the vocab quiz the next day. Hey, Todd, it's so not cool that Ms. Nogata is giving us a quiz tomorrow. I'm not even going to pass. I, I, I just know I won't. Yo, Piers, you got to chill, bro. It's all good. Ms. Nogata said to relax. It should be fine. How can you even say that, Todd? We have no time to study. Hey, Piers, that's not truthful. We have some time to study. Dude, remember that you can't exaggerate. Don't you remember that we just studied Proverbs 12 with Daddy P? And remember that that I think it's in verse 17 that it says, A false witness tells lies? Don't be a false witness, bro. It ain't cool. Oh, I know. I, I, I know, Todd, but but, but I, I'm, I'm worried. Well, there's a verse for that too, dude. Be anxious for nothing, right? Pierce, anyway, you always do so good on your quizzes. Well, Pearson instantly corrected Todd's bad grammar. Well, what? Todd questioned, totally unaware. Ah, uh, never mind. Pearson laughed. <laughs> hey, dude, I'm glad you're laughing. Now things are looking up. And don't forget, I'm coming over after school tomorrow, remember? It's going to be totally tubular because I got the new pegs on my scooter. I have so many new dope tricks to show you. Oh, that's right, Pearson responded. All right. So I'll study tonight, and after the quiz tomorrow, we're free and easy. And also, Todd added, Miss Nogata's pretty nice, yo. I think you've got to remember that. Oh, I know, Todd, and I'm feeling better already. I'll just study the ten words from this week, and I think that, that I'll be okay. Yo, yo, this dude fixed his tube. I'm a poet, and I don't know it. Todd was raising the roof with his hands. And as usual, Pearson laughed uproariously at Todd. <laughs> they continued to chat about less weighty matters like scootering and radical racers, the fun mini boxcars that they raced with one another on many tracks, when a group of third graders walked up and surrounded them. So what's up, y'all? Looking around at the group of boys and girls who were joining them at the table. Scott here has something to say. Johnny Jacobson pointed to Scott, a new third grader to Evergreen Elementary. Pearson was curious what Scott had to say. So he turned around to focus his attention on Scott. So yeah, what I wanted to tell you guys was that if you want help on the quiz, I might have what you're needing. Pearson exchanged a confused look with Todd. What do you mean? Pearson queried. Well, I saw a list of vocabulary words that were actually getting quizzed on. It's not the whole list, but I used my emergency phone and snapped a photo of it. I can share it with you guys if you want. Todd narrowed his eyes. He looked suspicious. Dude, how'd you see the quiz? Well, I was waiting after class to talk to Ms. Nogata, 
but she left the class to go talk to Mr. Richardson about math. So while I was waiting, I looked down, and there was a quiz on her desk. So I took a quick picture of it. Wait, you just did that without her knowing and without permission? Pierce was troubled by Scott's revelation. Uh, duh. What am I going to do? Hey, Miss Nogata, I want to take a picture of the quiz for tomorrow. Come on, dummy. I just took it, but I'm totally willing to let everyone see it. So far, everyone has wanted to see it. So what about you guys? He looked first at Todd and then at Pearson. No perdoodle, Todd said resolutely. Why not? Miss Nogata shouldn't be giving us a quiz on such short notice. Anyway, we know all the vocab words, kinda. It's just a matter of knowing the exact ones to study. It's no big deal, Scott retorted. Like I said, no perdoodle, knucklehead. Todd was emphatic in his refusal. Okay, fine. What about you, Peters? You want to see the list of words that's going to be on the quiz? Pearson looked at Todd, and while he was a little bit tempted to see the list, he knew he needed to immediately put that out of his mind. He remembered the verse about fleeing or running from temptation. So without thinking further about it, and before he had a chance to give in to temptation, he stated forcefully, Nope, not interested. Scott looked slightly annoyed. Ah, suit yourself. What do I care what you do? He and the other kids turned on heel and left the table, where Pearson and Todd sat staring at one another, their mouths agape with surprise. Dude, what Scott's doing is crazy. Should we tell someone, Pierce? I I don't know, Todd. I, I'm going to need to ask Daddy Peters what to do. I mean, he doesn't want me tattling on people. Yeah, I get that, but that's pretty nutso, man. I mean, taking a picture of the quiz? Todd was still incredulous. For sure. But you know something, Todd? I might have been tempted to do the same thing because I was pretty mad at Miss Nogator. Yeah, I guess, but, but you got to be like me, man. Who cares about your grades? Todd, you know that's not right. Oh, I'm messing you. I care. But not a whole lot, Todd responded, laughing. <laughs> After lunch, Pearson still had math class, art, and P.E. P.E. was his last period of the day. Everyone loved P.E., even those who weren't particularly adroit or athletic. Mr. Jackson, the P.E. teacher, started the class by having everyone run around the track for warm-up. Pearson loved that part of P.E. It helped to clear his head, and he thought nothing about the vocab quiz the next day, until Scott caught up to him, and he was running alongside of Pearson. Hey, Peters, you're not going to tell anyone about the quiz, right? What do you mean? Pearson didn't really want to address the issue with him, because he wasn't sure of exactly what he was planning to do. You know, man, I mean, you're not going to tattle on us, are you? Or what about you, Hicks? Todd, who had been running slightly behind and staring straight ahead, turned his head slightly to Scott, but he didn't answer. Honestly, I think you're the one who should tell on yourself, Pearson finally replied. What? What kind of sense would that make? Scott asked in a mocking tone. Well, I think you should tell what you're planning to do, because it's the right thing to do. You could even do it now. Just ask Mr. Jackson to leave early and go have a chat with Ms. Nogata. She might not even take any points off, since you're confessing it and all. Scott looked at Pearson as though he had two heads. I'd have to be insane to do something so stupid, Peters. There isn't a chance I'm going to do that. So stop dreaming. No way. I'm not dreaming. I just don't know what to tell you. 
I'm not going to promise you anything, and I think you should tell. Pearson was surprised by the bold words that had come out of his mouth, because when Scott asked the question, he wasn't sure what he would say until that very moment when it just popped into his mind. But he knew that it wasn't him, that it was God's Spirit leading him. Scott was angry at Pearson's response. Dude, that's not cool. You'd better not tell, Scott yelled. The sound of Mr. Jackson's whistle <gasps> signaled that it was time to bring it in and begin the game of soccer. Pearson was ever thankful for the interruption, and as soon as the bell rang, he made a beeline for the waiting school bus. He avoided any interaction with Penelope and Todd, or anyone else for that matter. His heart was so heavy, he couldn't wait to get home. When the bus pulled up in front of the Peters' driveway, Pearson immediately noticed Daddy Peters' car was already parked in the driveway. He'd hardly spoken a word on the bus ride home, and Penelope was growing a bit concerned. Pearson wasted no time getting off the bus and running straight to the house. Penelope had a hard time keeping up, but Pearson didn't even notice that his sister lagged far behind. He was breathless when he ran inside. As soon as he caught a glimpse of Daddy and Mama Peter standing in the kitchen, he burst into tears. Pearson! What's wrong, bud? Daddy Peters crossed the tile floor to his son and grabbed a hold of him. Oh, Daddy Peters... Nothing's wrong. I'm just so glad to see you. What do you mean nothing's wrong? Daddy Peters' face was etched with concern for his son. I I mean, nothing's wrong with me, but today was not a good day. Barely taking a breath between sentences, Pearson explained in great detail about how he was flustered by having a vocabulary quiz the next day, and how Scott, a new kid to the school, had taken a picture of the quiz and he'd offered it to the others in the class, and then Todd had refused to even consider looking at the picture, and, and, and he too had refused to look at the picture, and, and how he, and, he, and he told Scott that he thought he should confess what he had done, and how Scott had been derisive and mocking. Daddy Peters, Mama Peters, Penelope, and even the twins Patience and Priscilla sat listening attentively. Pearson paused after telling the story, and then blurted out, So what do I do? Well, Piers, the first thing we're going to do is praise the Lord. You did the right thing. There's a great verse in Luke 12 that says God gives us the words in the moment that we need them. That's talking about in the end when we're facing persecution. But I think the same sort of thing happened to you. You were being tried by a jury of your peers. As Scott and the others stood around waiting for your answer, you had to stand strong. And the Holy Spirit gave you the words and the boldness you needed in that moment. That was a hard test. So praise the Lord for helping you. And I just want you to be praising the Lord for helping you. Oh, I guess, Daddy Peters, and, and, I, and I'm thankful, but, but now what? Well, secondly, I think you should remind Scott in the morning, if you can, to tell Miss Nogata. Let's pray tonight, and we'll all be praying throughout the day tomorrow that God will soften his heart. But if God doesn't soften Scott's heart, then you'll need to pray about the next step that you might need to take. It might be your job, at that point, to tell Ms. Nogueta. I think, though, that it would be wise to wait until the end of the day tomorrow to give ample opportunity for the Lord to soften Scott's heart. Oh, Daddy Peters, Scott is never going to confess. Peters, do you know that for a fact? Let's pray he does. And right then and there, Daddy Peters prayed aloud about the situation, asking for wisdom 
and reminding the Lord of his promise to always be with his children. Right after Daddy Peter said amen, Mama Peter spontaneously and quietly began to sing, Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. That night, before bed, they again prayed together as a family and asked God to soften Scott's heart. As Pearson went to bed for the night, he felt the weight of the day and wondered about what was to come. But he asked the Lord to help him put it out of his mind, and he determined that he would trust God with the outcome. The following day, he felt a bit of anxiety creep into his heart as he entered the English class. He didn't want to encounter Scott beforehand, so thankfully, Scott got to class just as the bell rang, looking sober and serious. However, Pearson tried to focus on the impending quiz Miss Nogata was giving. Good morning, students, Ms. Nogata greeted the class. Take everything off your desk, except for your pencil. We have a quiz. Pearson glanced at Scott, who was staring straight ahead, averting his gaze. Ms. Nogata handed out the quiz. Only what she handed out was a blank piece of paper. There were no instructions written, and Pearson, now more confused than ever, raised his hand along with several of the other students. But Ms. Nogata anticipated the questions the students would have and so quickly apprised the class that she had an announcement to make. I am not giving the quiz this morning as planned. There was a breach in our system, and one of our students saw the quiz and shared the information with a lot of you. I am so thankful that the student's parents were told, and that the student has confessed, and that we can all have a clean slate today. So I've changed the quiz. I would simply like you to write a sentence answering the question, What's your favorite vocab word this week, and why? Pearson was stunned by Ms. Nogata's words. He took a quick peek at Scott, who was red all the way down his neck, but Scott refused to look at anyone. Pearson looked over at Todd, who looked back at him with a smile on his face. Todd had been faithful to God throughout the entire experience, and he had been faithful to Pearson. In an emotion-packed voice, Pearson prayed in a whisper, Thank you, Jesus. You did it. God, you did it. Even though I didn't think it was possible, you worked it out. Thank you, Lord. Pearson didn't even have to give any thought as to what his favorite vocab word was for the week. With pencil in a hand, he began writing, My favorite vocabulary word for this week is integrity. The word reminds me of a verse from the Bible found in Proverbs 10.9. He who walks in integrity walks safely. I know that if I have integrity in my actions, I am safe because God protects me. Hi there, this is Grandma's Corner. This week's story reminds me of something unfortunate, and though I'm chagrined by it, the Lord has forgiven me. When I was in the fourth grade, there was a book reading contest in our class. I don't remember all the details about how much time we had, but I loved to read and I was a fast reader and I'm competitive and I wanted to win. The books had to be of a certain length and we had to keep track of the book titles we read. 
so I began reading lots of books. But after a while, I wasn't careful about making sure to read all of the book. Winning became the most important objective, so I began to skim a lot of the books. In other words, I would skip some pages, or I wouldn't fully read all the pages. Now, as a believer, I knew that to be completely honest in declaring what books I read, it was of utmost important that I read every word on every page of every book. But as someone who really wanted to win, I began to ignore the nagging that took place inside my heart. Because I've known Jesus since I was four years old, I knew that that nagging was God's Spirit who was letting me know that I was doing something wrong. And I was displeasing God, and I wasn't being thoughtful of others who wanted to win the contest and were playing by the rules fair and square. But I ignored that voice of the Spirit in my heart, and I was declared the winner. It was ironic that the prize was a book that I ended up not even reading because it was a book I didn't even like. But the other part of the story is that I never felt good about acting like I'd won. And even to this day, as I tell that story, I cringe at my dishonesty. Praise the Lord, though. I've confessed it to the Lord, and I am so thankful that in the Bible, in Philippians 3.13b and 14, it says, Forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I can forget it because Jesus has forgotten it and because I confessed my sin and Jesus forgave me, I don't have to think about it anymore. It isn't that I can completely forget it, but I don't need to dwell on it and focus on it. Sometimes Satan bugs us and reminds us of what we've done wrong, like cheating at a book reading contest. But if you confess your sin, Christ is, as 1 John 1, 9 says, faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He makes us clean inside. So how about you? Have you ever cheated or lied and you feel terrible? Be sure to confess your sin to God first and then to whomever you've wronged, like Scott did when he confessed to Ms. Nogata that he'd taken a picture of the quiz. We plan to be here next week with a new story. We hope you will be too. Bye for now.